Welcome to the Mindful Love Podcast, the show that provides you with the knowledge and tools to develop a deeper connection with yourself and others so that you can get the love you want. I'm your host, Tabitha MacDonald. I did the hard work of finding the quickest, most effective tools to transform all areas of my life as fast as possible, and I am excited to be sharing these tools with you. In today's episode, we are going to discuss attachment styles, and I will offer you five practical tools to help you identify your attachment style and how to heal it so that you can create secure, healthy relationships in your life. When I say attachment styles, what that refers to is the way individuals form emotional bonds and connections with others, particularly in the context of close relationships such as with parents, caregivers, romantic partners, and close friends. Attachment theory provides a framework for understanding how these attachment styles develop and how they can impact one's relationships throughout our lifetime. When I left my husband in 2014, I, like many divorcees, immediately took to online dating to find the perfect match, or at least someone to ease the pain of loneliness I would feel when my kids were at their dad's house for the week. I thought, I've changed. The divorce was mostly his fault. I bet I'll figure this out. If he hadn't started drinking again, our marriage probably would have been perfect. Boy, was I wrong. The new world of online dating triggered my anxious attachment style in a way I hadn't experienced before. It was awful. I was a lot heavier and my self-confidence had taken a huge blow after spending many years married to someone struggling with alcoholism. I would sit around waiting for the person that I was chatting with to text me back. People I had never met. I was just sitting around looking at my phone, looking at my email. Maybe I missed it. Just waiting, waiting for them to recognize me so that I could feel worthy, seen, and lovable. I felt like I was a teenager all over again. The excitement of online dating, the anxiety of online dating, the constant fear of being rejected, the constant hope of being accepted. It's like a roller coaster. I remember there was this one night, this one horrible night. And after that night, I deleted the app and I decided to get counseling. This guy I'd been chatting with, we were flirting, we had great banter, I was I was sure this was going to be like a good fit, right? He made me laugh, uh, which is important to me. Uh, anyway, so he sends me a text and he says, I'd like to have a full length picture of you. And my heart immediately sunk. I was like, I know I posted that I was plus size on my profile link. So why is he asking me for a plus size picture or a full size picture? Because I intentionally put, like, I looked through the whole categorization and I thought, okay, which is the biggest size I can pick? Because I was, I was really heavy at the time and I wanted to make sure that I was upfront about that and that I wasn't being judged by it. But when he asked me for the full length picture, it freaked me out a little bit because I started running the story in my head, right? Like, oh man, this means he's going to reject me. Uh, I was honest and now he's going to judge me for it. And I just started ruminating. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to take the stupid picture. What's the worst that can happen, right? Eventually, he'll see me in person and he'll he'll know exactly what the picture looks like. 
When I sent the picture, I immediately felt like I was going to die, but then I was also proud of myself. What came next was heartbreaking. He responded by telling me how disgusting I was and how he would never be attracted to someone who was as fat and gross as me. I even just saying it now, I get choked up. It was so painful. I don't remember ever crying that hard in my whole life. I had recently lost 30 pounds and was starting to finally feel good about myself. And this stranger, this person I had never met, completely destroyed me with one sentence. Why? Why? That's the real question. Why did I let him destroy me? This person I had never met. A few weeks later, I found myself sitting in a free counseling clinic with an undergrad psychology student completing her training. As I was telling her my story, she listened patiently. Then she suggested I read two books, Attached and The Dance of Anger. I'm a very good student, so I immediately read them both. Those books started me on a very important journey of transformation, one that was seven-year journey that would drastically shift my relationships forever. When I read Attached, I realized I had an anxious attachment style. It blew my mind. The book basically described my entire relationship history as if someone was following me around documenting my failed love life. I later came to realize I actually had a disorganized attachment style, but that took some uncovering and some more painful heartbreak before I got there. There are four primary attachment styles. The secure attachment style is the one that we're all striving for. Individuals with a secure attachment style tend to have positive views of themselves and of other people. They are comfortable with intimacy and independence. They have healthy self-esteem and they trust their partners. They can communicate their needs and feelings effectively, and they tend to have more stable and satisfying relationships. Now, Stop judging them. We're going to learn from these people. If you grew up in a home where healthy love was not demonstrated for you, it's something you have to learn when you grow up. It's like if you learned dual languages in your early childhood, it's easier to speak them both fluently throughout the rest of your life. The same is true about love. It doesn't mean that you can't learn it because you weren't demonstrated it when you were little. You just have to put the work in to learn it now. The anxious preoccupied attachment style are people who often worry about their relationships and are preoccupied with their partners most of the time. They may fear abandonment and be overly concerned about their partner's feelings about them. This can lead to clinginess, jealousy, and emotional ups and downs in relationships. When you look at my journals from five years ago, it is all about my partner, how they feel, what they're doing. Um, Oh my gosh, how they're treating me. Everything is about the other person that I was dating. I'm also a recovering codependent. So those two go very hand in hand. Avoidant attachment are individuals with an avoidant personality attachment style They tend to be uncomfortable with emotional intimacy, and they really need independence. 
They often value their independence so much that they downplay the importance of close relationships in their lives. They may have difficulty opening up and may be emotionally distant in their relationships. There are two different types of avoidant personality types, and it's under, it's, it's important to understand the difference. Dismissive avoidant attachment style is low in anxiety and fearful avoidant attachment style is high in anxiety. Dismissive avoidance disregard the importance of relationships, whereas fearful avoidance avoid closeness out of a fear of rejection. When relating to others, people with dismissive avoidant attachment styles are often angry and dismissive, while fearful avoidance are withdrawn. And then we have the disorganized attachment style. This attachment style is characterized by contradictory or unpredictable behaviors in relationships. People with this attachment style have experienced a lot of trauma or inconsistent caregiving in their early years, leading to confusion and ambivalence in their adult relationships. They tend to have both anxious attachment styles and avoidant attachment styles, depending on which personality is being triggered in that moment. Attachment styles are not static and can change over time. Influenced by one's early caregiving experiences, later life experience, and personal growth. Understanding your own attachment style and that of your partner can be helpful in improving the quality of your relationships and addressing any challenges or patterns that may arise. Coaches and therapists often use attachment theory to guide couples therapy and individual counseling to help people develop healthier and more secure attachment styles. Over time, I was able to recognize my attachment behaviors. The amazing thing is that we are not trapped or defined by this attachment style. They merely represent the wounded parts of us that have not yet learned how to live in a healthy, secure relationship. They are triggered into our active experience by an emotional, environmental, physical, or other event. Since they were survival patterns we developed at a young age, we take on the reaction of our emotional wounded child and respond with the emotional intelligence of that wounded part. I have outlined five of the beginning steps to overcoming your attachment style um, and moving more into a secure oriented attachment style so that you can have healthy, secure relationships moving forward. This helps me tremendously and it is one of our growth paths as a human being. Step one, awareness. The first step is really understanding your attachment style. Recognize the signs and understand attachment theory. You can't overcome something if you don't even know what that something is. Understanding that you do have an attachment style and which one is dominating your life is the first step. Number two, educate yourself. Learn more about attachment styles, the common behaviors for each of those attachment styles and the triggers that set those behaviors off. I highly recommend the book Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. I also love the book Wired for Dating, 
How Understanding Neurobiology and Attachment Style Can Help You Find Your Ideal Mate by Stan Tatkin. He takes a different approach to explaining attachment styles using the wave, island, and anchor metaphors. And I love the analogies and explanations that he uses throughout his book. He also has the ability to take this kind of complex theory around neuroscience, arousal theory, and attachment styles and makes it more easily digestible for the average human being. Step three, mindfulness. Understand your structure of reality. You have thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that make up your structure of reality. Understand the structure and then you can create a new one. It's hard to change something if you don't understand that you even have a structure. Start writing out your story, pulling out your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions, and your behaviors and separating them so that you can witness what your current structure of reality looks like. For like the anxious person, let's just take an example because a lot of the time it's the anxious, it's the anxious attachment styles that go in for counseling or coaching. It could look like this. They're dating someone new and they sent a message to this person. The thought might be, they left me unread. If you're under 30, you'll understand this. Or they didn't text me back for my mature audience. Or if you're even more mature, they didn't call me when they said they would. What does that mean? They aren't interested. I knew it. This sucks. I'll never meet anyone. Why do I even bother? I'll be alone forever. Checks phone 15 times to make sure they didn't miss the communication. Maybe it was in an email. Maybe they were communicating in a different app. Let's go check and see if maybe they posted on social media so that you can figure out where they are. And that might explain why they weren't responding to you. Maybe they just don't like me. And this is the truth of the rest of my life goes into complete shame spiral. Now we can take a look at the circumstance of that. And the circumstance means that that the thing that happened was that there was no response to a communication yet. The thought is they aren't interested, which triggers the belief I'm not lovable, which triggers the feeling of unworthiness, which triggers the reaction of freaking out and spiraling into obsessive thinking and behaviors about the other person. When we look at a common structure of reality for the avoidant, they might be thinking, this is exciting. I like this person. Love bomb, love bomb, love bomb. Oh, wait, they want my attention? What if they take all my time and energy and suck the life out of me? Why are they texting me again? Nobody will control me. Starts looking for all the flaws this person has, misinterprets behaviors in negative ways, thus setting up justification for their ultimate withdrawal, avoid and ignore. So for this situation, the circumstance is they may have received a text message from the person that they have an interest in. The thought is they're going to suck the life out of me. The belief might be people can't be trusted. The feeling is fear. And then their reaction is to ignore this person and move on to the next one. When we look at the secure attachment style and the potential for their structure of reality, we want to remember that this person enjoys relationships and closeness. 
but also appreciates alone time and separateness. They don't feel an overwhelming fear of abandonment, nor a fear of compromise or being over-controlled and suffocated. So the circumstance could be the same. There's no response to a communication from the love interest. The thought, it must be busy. The belief, I am okay with whatever the outcome is. The feeling, safe and secure. The reaction, go about their day thinking and doing things that they enjoy. And then follow up with the other person if they are concerned to get clarification. We think our structure of reality is unchangeable and unshifting. But the truth is, we can actually shift our entire structure of reality the way that we choose it to be. And this is one of the things that we do in the Mindful Love Program or in Heartbreak 911, or you can work with a coach or a therapist to do the work. You can also do a lot of the work on yourself. Sometimes it's harder to see past your own firewalls when you're doing it on yourself, but it's absolutely possible and a great place to start. Number four, empowerment. We can choose to move into a secure attachment style. Start looking at secure attachment styles as the goalpost. What do these people believe? What do they think? What do they feel? And what do they do? Not because there's something wrong with you and you're broken and that you need to be fixed, but because we need a goal. We need something to let us know what we're striving for. We need mentors and people who can help us understand something that we do not yet fully understand or comprehend about ourselves. Remember that you're always in choice and can choose to continue to be whichever attachment style you want to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just know that there's a choice, no matter what your history tells you about who you were or the circumstances that created your current reality. We still have choice. In my mindful love coaching program, I use a process called parts integration that teaches these parts how to feel safe and how to adapt new behavior that create healthy, secure relationships. These tools are very powerful and have really helped shift the relationships that my clients have in their own lives. And they've been helpful to me in shifting my identity. Knowledge is power. Then decide to create healthy, secure relationships and be willing to go through the discomfort of growth so that you can become the healthy, mature partner you desire to be. It's never too late to do this work. Number five, get support. Your unconscious mind doesn't want you to change. It knows how to survive in the reality you already exist in. If you are an anxious uh, attachment style and you want to move to secure, your unconscious mind doesn't know how to survive there. So it will look for ways to pull you back to the world of anxious attachment style because it knows how to survive it. It doesn't care if it's a good experience or a bad experience, just that it knows the tools to survive there. When I work with people who say, I don't understand why I keep dating the same kind of jerk, I tell them it's because they know how to survive a jerk. When you work with a coach or a mental health professional, they can help you see your own dysfunctional patterns that your ego or unconscious mind is hiding from you. We have a firewall in our minds that often prevents us from seeing our own dysfunction. It's useful, but can also keep us stuck. 
Thank you for taking time to listen today. Just to recap on attachment styles and how to overcome or transition into the attachment style that you would like to be, step number one is awareness. Step number two is education. Knowledge is power. Step three, mindfulness. Explore your current structure of reality. Step four, empowerment. Choose to learn the skills of a secure partner. Step five, get support. You do not have to go it alone. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone who may need to hear it. Please subscribe to this podcast and take a moment to leave a review. If you or somebody you know is struggling with heartbreak, please visit my website, mindfullove.love, and subscribe to my newsletter. You will also receive a free meditation pack to help you move through the pain faster. If you want to go deeper, my Heartbreak 911 program is launching on December 6, 2023. This is an intensive 21-day course designed to help you move through the pain of heartbreak as fast as possible for you. You will receive live coaching, valuable course content, and support from people going through a similar experience. You can go directly to that program by visiting heartbreak911.com to sign up today. You will receive early access to a powerful morning routine, breathwork exercises, and meditations to get you started on your journey.